At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 442. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fennack. How's it going today, bud? Oh, it's going super duper. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know that the holidays are getting close, the kids are excited, I'm excited, let's be honest. Last year's holiday break was kind of a bust because we all got COVID in our house, and we're hoping for a good Christmas this year, so... Good. We're getting excited, ready for it. We good, good, good. I was just saying, I feel like I got a little ticking time bomb above me waiting to get COVID. I haven't got it yet. And even my son just came home sick. Went, oh. Well, that's tomorrow. There's your day tomorrow. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm vaxxed to the max and I'm sure I'll be, it'll be a short lived one. But anywho, let's jump into some non SEO news. This is pretty interesting, although it is kind of SEO, but, um, uh, I'm glad to hear this. Google has filed a lawsuit against the company falsely promising page one rankings, but not just that. They've sold fake reviews, positive and negative. They've tried to extort businesses to pay for their business, uh, either that or their business listings would be deactivated and marked permanently closed and positive reviews would be hidden. Um, so of course, the, and promising the first page rankings. This is a good thing that Google's going after these guys finally. I mean, it's how long has this been happening? It's probably forever. This one must have just really irked them to get them to take this kind of level of, of attack and stance. I was scanning through the, uh, the court filings, which are like reading Greek to me, right? Like, it's so confusing, but I noticed a part in there and they reference this company's logos that they were using, which all look very similar to Google. Like they're trying to impersonate Google on top of all this bad stuff. And I, it's no wonder that they really got targeted here. Um, and, and Google was saying that they were getting hundreds and hundreds of uh, people reporting this company as a scam. So that's certainly uh, piqued their yep. interest for sure. Totally. Um, I don't remember Google ever doing this for another company going after anybody before, but maybe it's happened. But if not, at any rate, it's good that they're setting like precedent. Has, but it's, 
I don't remember it. Just a feel. I, it was a long time ago if they ever did. Maybe it was another search engine. I don't know. We've been doing this too long. <laughs> Some, somebody did it to someone. Yeah. Exactly. I know there has been a number of, there's always ongoing court cases against SEOs or um, with SEO relation to it. Um, but I think it's become so commonplace, unfortunately, that there's no really big news about it. Anyway. Well, let, let's hope this scares away a few scammers or scares some of uh, the legit SEOs out there who still managed to put, we guarantee first page rankings and first place rankings because uh, the Google won't go after somebody for just saying that, I don't think. But no, uh, still, just, as long as you, you know, state that, um, I mean, they don't recommend it. And they're certainly, it's against the yeah. guidelines to say that. But if you do, um, better honor your guarantee, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, I've got enough gray hairs. That that would just be too much. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> we can't control Google. So why would we do that? We're doing a good job, but that's a lot. That's a lot of stress. Um, all right, into the SEO news. Uh, why don't you take this one? Yeah, so this is just a small one that I found kind of interesting. Uh, Barry at Search Engine Roundtable reported that, uh, oh, who was it? Gary, who was it? Gary Ish. Gary Ish had said that at uh, Google Search Central Live in Singapore, one of his slides said 60% of the internet is duplicate, which actually had me quite surprised. I would have thought, I mean, not super surprised, but I think it'd be smaller. But then Gary replied to Barry's Posts saying about 60% of reported statistics are missing context. So, so that was good. And then there was another update that followed that, giving uh, a bit of word on how Gary defines duplicate. So, and this suddenly made 60% seem like a, you know, not such a weird number to me. Uh, so he defines duplicate as uh, protocol duplicates, HTTP versus HTTPS, or sites with triple W versus non-triple W, or uh, trailing slashes or not having a trailing slash, uh, URLs with useless parameters, session IDs, that kind of stuff, which you don't see a lot of session IDs anymore, but they're still out there, I guess. Um, and then other checksum duplications, which means whatever that means. So realistically, I mean, I've seen this happen when I've done audits where I've seen eight different versions of the homepage for one site because they've got all of these problems, right? They're And, and so if you factor that in, 60% actually seems kind of small because there are a lot of sites that are duplicated across triple W and non-triple W. So um, I don't know where I was going when I included this, but I just found it kind of interesting. I, I would have thought uh, maybe it would even be a little bit higher. I don't know, but Google's dealing with a lot of duplicate stuff. Um, it is a lot, um, but I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not very surprised. There's a lot of people out there trying to take the quick way out in terms of getting content done for their website. So there's that, but then there's also, of course, what they're talking about, which is, the innocent duplicates, which is just really lack of technical expertise and understanding. Yeah, absolutely. We fix a lot of the stuff with audits. Well, not fixing with audits, but we point them out with audits and, and fix them on our client sites. And it's definitely something that happens a lot. Not all of them at once, but definitely we see that. There was one interesting or funny comment. One person had said that uh, Google is duplicating my content, which is like, obviously, because you're in the index. <laughs> um, so, so if you're any of our clients competition and you want to solve that, just go into Google and ask Google to delist your website in yeah. search console and you'll, that problem will be solved, but only if you're a competitor of one of our clients, yeah. if you're my client, yeah. just ignore that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you know, the, this, some of these protocols that Gary noted, like HTTP versus HTTPS and triple W versus non triple W those are, um, those are important, not only because 
those require, they, they put an extra step between a person searching, including Google, and your actual content. But they also have um, a bit of a, well, essentially, that step also requires a little more time for any kind of authority to pass to the next page, or at least a little bit of that authority is lost. I'm rambling. But the point of the matter is this stuff isn't only things that you want to fix from a pure visual and aesthetic perspective, but they help with SEO. In fact, when I was at a uh, uh, mastermind uh, almost a month ago now, uh, one of the uh, really high-end auditors that were this uh, uh, SEO auditors that were at this this mastermind said that he's really frustrated with a particular hosting company that would not remove a particular redirect. It's just part of their system and their whole process where right, um, there is an extra step, no matter what you do, when you try to get to a particular website that they're hosted, that's hosted on their, their site, or on their platform. And it's just the way it is. And there was no way to remove it. So he pulled all his clients and moved them somewhere else. Pretty extreme. But you know, when you're down to the small details to beat out competitors, why not? You know, that can append according to him, it makes a, a difference in terms of rankings. I don't think we've had anyone so competitive that we'd have to worry about that small issue, but there are moments. No, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm just surprised a hosting company would allow a situation like that to even happen, you know, without any other packages that you could purchase or different environments you could host in or something that, uh, well, you know, you know, it is, it is such a minor issue for most websites. And I bet it's so entrenched in their own systems. They're like, sorry, this is the way we are. Yeah. Um, move on, I guess, because they're doing well. <laughs> they're not a small one. I won't mention them just for the sake of headaches, but yeah. Um, they have some work to do, but it's a low priority. I can tell. Uh, Google. Wow. More Google news. What a shock. Um, That's weird. <laughs> links have a lot less significant impact for ranking today. Hmm. Well, I would imagine, I think we discussed this a little bit in the last show, that there's a certain truth to that. Uh, anyway, Dan Nguyen from Google Search Quality said um, during a Google Office Hours video that, quote, backlinks as a signal has a lot less significant impact compared to when Google Search first started out many years ago, period, unquote. Or, unquote. So I'd say, duh. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I included this because we were talking about John Mueller was saying he figures that backlinks will have less value in the future. Yeah. So it kind of tied in nicely with that. Yeah, we did talk about that last time. Right. Um, and uh, he says, don't that he notes that link building campaigns are essentially spam, which is complete BS. Um, anyways, quote, link building campaigns, which are essentially link spam, according to our spam policy. We have many algorithms capable of detecting unnatural links at scale and nullifying them. This means that spammers of SEOs or SEOs spending money on links truly have no way of knowing if the money they spent on link building is actually worth it or not, since it's really likely they're just wasting money building all these spammy links. And wow, this is a run on. And they were already nullified by our systems as soon as we see them, unquote. I love that. Um to a degree, some of that's true. Um, but what I don't like is that it's a blanket statement amongst over all link building. And there are very ethical white hat, you know, speaking to your hat that you're wearing right now, mm -hmm. good ways to build links that are not spam. So 
it's like he's kind of ignoring that fact, right? And yeah, yeah, if you go out, there are lots of bad ways to build links that are super spammy, but... Just remember, this is actually a black hat. Sorry, what? It says SEO in white on a white hat. That's black hat. Oh, white I'm not... On white background. Text. White oh, text yeah, I didn't get that. I totally uh, get it now. It's hidden text. That's why I couldn't see it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Sorry, for everyone who can't see it. No, there's, there's a lot of insights. Yeah, there's some inside uh, stuff going on he here. Gave but... me and it's it's got SEO emblazoned on it, but the SEO is also white. And yeah, I get people rolling their eyes. Oh, he's wearing a white hat. Well, actually, it's a black hat. And uh, I just love that John gave it to me. It's fun. Oh, I feel anyway. so slow now. I feel slow. I should have <laughs> I should have picked that up an hour ago. All right, man. I don't expect anything less. No, that's I mean, I'm what I am, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's a ridiculous blanket statement from Google, which is not unusual. And hey, I get it. He has to say what he has to say. Um, fact is they work. Sorry, guys, Google, you're full of it. They work really well. And I don't see you ever beating it out. It's just a simple fact that links are a really good uh, indicator of authority. Most of the time, it's genuine. And even if they're built, they are only built when someone actually accepts them because they looked at your site. The really garbage ones you guys can figure out. Absolutely. And, and people are spending money on garbage. They shouldn't get any benefit back. Anyway, that's my little speech to Google. I, I thought you'd like that one. Actually. I thought you'd yeah. have uh, something. I to love say. those. I, I definitely love getting a little rant off because it's just, ugh, they're, they're very preachy. Yeah. I think we should follow everything they say. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of AI, we just actually, I was just showing um, Scott how cool Jasper.ai is. And uh, this is a good lead in here. Um, it says, Google, we have algorithms to detect and demote AI altered plagiarized content, which is good. If it's plagiarized, it should be detected. I believe this is when people are spinning using AI. So they take content on a site they use AI to, which is just machine learning in this case, to look at the content and then spin it much better than they would have before. Um, for users who don't, listeners who don't know, spinning was, has been around for a long time, but it was never very technical. We just try to reformat the words, move things around, but to keep the same concept on the page. And people would try to get rankings for it without any effort. And it worked for a long time. Uh, then Google figured that out pretty easily. AI introduces a lot more difficult, uh, a more difficult footprint for them to detect, but they claim they can now. They said scraping content, e content even with some modification is against our spam policy. Google has many algorithms to go after such behaviors and demote site scraping content from other sites. Um, he also invites people to notify them if you find any. Uh, so that they can take action. Now, when Scott and I were playing with Jasper and I was showing him just how bleeding amazing it is, there are other tools out there. I'm only mentioning Jasper because it's the one we have and I think it's probably the best out there. Um, you can literally just put in a piece of, you can start a sentence and then tell Jasper to finish it and it'll just keep going and going and going as long as you keep, keep pressing the button and it writes absurdly well. Um, Yes, we both agreed we'd have to prove it, but big deal. I mean, it, 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 I did an article the other day. I wrote main sections of it. Then I, had, I tried Jasper to get it to write other components of it. 
and it blew my socks off. It was really well done. And I largely kept it, just a few tweaks here and there. That shaved an hour off easily for my writing. I, I was a bit, I don't know, maybe even scared when we tested that. And we, I can't remember, we put in some random sentence and it spat out like, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear you were, I'd been punked or something, you know, that you, <laughs> you, you was just pulling it from an article you had already written yourself because it was perfect. Like yeah. there was, I think there was one statistic or one data point in the whole, I don't know, two, 300 words that was not even wrong, but just off a little bit. Other than that, like I couldn't, you wouldn't know. And uh, that's, that's the internet in 10 years from now. It's all just going to be AI. Well, I mean, all two of it, years. But. <laughs> <laughs> next, next weekend. Yeah. No, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, it, the one place it falls flat is, and this is good. We don't want it to be able to do everything is, um, any kind of user, let's call it uh, product reviews. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you're talking about a particular product and you're providing personal experience and input, they can't, it can't read your mind. Thank goodness. So, um, you know, you're still going to have to write that kind of content. It might be able to support you a couple of times. You might want to try it and go, yeah, no, remove that and just do it yourself. But between that and, and your personal opinions, unless Jasper has already um, digested similar information online, it won't be able to output anything. It can't think. It's not truly AI. AI is thrown around like a nobody's business. I don't think any of it's AI. It's machine learning technology and brilliant technology, but it's not AI. Um, AI is actually a brain that can think 
and do things that, well, potentially seem human and in a way that these That's things the, just can't do. Yeah, they're just not quite cognitive. Yet. I'm not very good at explaining it, but there's some really good tutorials online about between the difference between machine learning and AI. And you'll be fascinated and by this, but you'll also be annoyed now because every time you see AI thrown around, you're like, that is not AI. <laughs> um, uh, it's a lie, Ross. 10 years. I mean, 10 years from now, AI is going to look a lot different than machine learning. It's actually yeah, going to so be out there. I, I've got a, a webcam set up to catch Arnold Schwarzenegger when he appears naked in my front yard. And anyways, stupid lame Terminator reference, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and if you haven't looked online for a funny thing here, uh, look on um, some of the deep fakes with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're priceless. Oh, I saw one the other day. It was like, oh. it was something that's for sure. And they're so funny. One of them was, uh, uh, was a bunch of, oh shoot. Very popular. That movie about brides. So bridesmaids. I can't remember. Um, and, and it were all a bunch of women around the table normally, but they were all, deep faked to being I know, either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Michael J. Fox or Owen Wilson. And oh my God, it was priceless. The voices changed everything. Just anyway. Man, you combine deep fakes with uh, this uh, AI content development like Jasper and all this stuff into one big package. And uh, how long till an AI is, you know, president or prime minister or before, and we don't even know they win. It's like, wait a minute. It's going to happen. That's going to happen someday. The conspiracy theorists out there are going to have way too much ammunition, way too much. We're going to need an AI, a real AI that specifically goes out and detects the lies. <laughs> just getting, it's just getting crazy. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have some Mueller files and a few more, a few more uh, quite a few more stories. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenack. Well, what is next here, bud? Yeah, so just a little bit of information about HTTP3. Um, so John Mueller, I think this was on Twitter. I honestly can't remember where this was now. But somewhere, he had said that Google doesn't use HTTP3 as a ranking factor at the moment, which means it probably will at some point. As far as I know, we don't use it in crawling either. In terms of performance, I suspect the gains users see from using HTTP3 would not be enough to significantly, again, suggesting that maybe it does a little bit, affect the core web vitals, which are the metrics that we use in the page experience ranking factor. While making a faster server is always a good idea, I doubt you'll see a direct connection with SEO only from using HTTP3. So, this is kind of interesting to me because I didn't really, I've never really thought about HTTP3 at all. Uh, so first I'll just give you a few advantages of it over HTTP2 and then I've got a th thought here. Um, so advantages are that it's faster, the transmission is more stable, uh, there's reduced latency, uh, there's better handling of packet errors and built-in encryption and a bunch of other technical stuff that I won't get into because I don't even understand it myself. But it's better. It's better and faster. Faster is really the key thing there. So um, when I read this, I was like, oh, I never really think about that as a factor. Maybe I should be checking it when I do audits as a client on HTTP3, because obviously it'll matter at some point. So out of curiosity, I checked a whole bunch of my clients. I found a tool you can find at http3check.net. And I ran a bunch of our clients through it. I ran some of my own personal sites through it to see what it would come up with. Everything was HTTP3, all of it. 
um, which didn't really surprise me, but it did because I hadn't really thought of it before. And I thought, well, maybe this is something I should recommend to my clients that they upgrade to this. And yeah, it's already, it's already all done. So it's not so much the hosting though. It's your browser. Is it more browser? I thought it was more about the server on the server level. As far as I know, no, I was looking it up too. It says HTTP three is supported by 75% of web browsers. Um, so maybe it's because we're doing it from Chrome. I don't know. We're both learning as we talk here. <laughs> it must be, I, maybe it's a combination of the two. Maybe. At, at any rate, um, if you if you don't have it, do it. <laughs> I guess that's my my takeaway here. Um, yeah, I'm just saying it has a lower latency and loads more quickly in real world, real world usage when compared with previous versions. In some cases, over three times faster than with HTTP 1.1, which remains the only HTTP, HTTP version deployed by many websites. There you go. So it is the hosting. Sorry. So um, three times faster is not a bad thing. No. And the way I look at it, if it's faster, do it. That's a good enough reason right there with nothing else in play. Um, yeah. the, the fact that John says it's not a factor at the moment, and he says it's not enough to significantly affect things tells me it probably does play a role already. And if not, it will soon, it, like a small, like a tiny little bit, but it just benefits everybody. So yeah, if you're not set up for it, do it. it I was already set up on my sites and had no idea. So there you go. It's that easy. You just, <laughs> it just happens apparently. Um, so next one here is going to really bend and break a few brains. Um, and it's okay. I, I, you know, we have to jump into the odd thing here. That's a little confusing, but we'll try to demuddy it for you. Um, again, another Mueller file here, a page's content does not need to be indexed for that page to be indexed. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. All right. That's where I need one of those little soundboards. Okay. <laughs> well, the way uh, I thought was the simplest way to describe this was that if you had um, a, a page that Google had crawled that said no index on it, or is it no index? I guess so. Google would look at it, consider it, and technically it's in it, and, and maybe decide that it should be in the index, but then would follow your command and not show it index. <laughs> <laughs> is that making sense, Scott? I think I've got that right. It's bizarre. What's the expression? Clear as mud? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there are examples where Google will know of a URL, the URL will exist, and they can include that URL in the index without actually looking at the on-page content. And the reason they don't look at the content could be because you tell Google not to look at the content. Yeah. It could be because the URL is actually redirecting, but they know the redirect exists. Um, so, and other reasons, I thought I had written another one down here, but apparently I did not. Um, so I, I, it just, it's weird. It just kind of helps mm -hmm. illustrate how strange Google can be. Like if the URL has no content, why would they even index the URL? But I guess then they'll come back. They can check the URL for content in the future, all that kind of stuff. And what kind of resonated with me is it kind of aligned with something that happened to us a while ago. We had a client years ago. And before they came to us, they had changed websites and they took their old domain and they threw one redirected it to their new domain, which is what you're supposed to do. And for whatever reason, there were about six or seven pages from their old domain that we could not get out of the index. We've tried excluding them. We tried blocking them. We did everything possible. And they kept showing up. If you did a site command search for that old domain, it showed up for years. 
And, and we haven't had this client for years. They left us a long time ago now. And I actually, before we recorded, did a site command for their old site. It still shows up in the index. And it's been redirected for probably a decade now with no content. It's, it's, it should oh, not be there. And, it's, and the, re, the removal submission thing has been done multiple times. Well, I don't know how recently, but when we were around, we did it because we wanted this out of there. It doesn't appear to be affecting their rankings for their new site. Their new site still, well, it might be now again. I don't know when we were with them. It wasn't. Um, I know the one you're talking about now, but and, and it was so frustrating. Oh, there's like nothing we could do. And I, I seem to remember I had John Carkett. I talked to him about it at one point and his advice was stuff I'd already done. I think I had even, oh, it might've been Matt Cutts that was around at the time, tweeted him for advice and he never got back to me. So who knows? But um, they're not a client anymore. I'd reach out to Mueller directly and be like, what do you think about this? But yeah. um, maybe yeah, I will anyways, because I'm curious, but. Uh... It, it is dumbfounding. I honestly don't get it. Uh, when that happens, we had an example and it, it has kept me up at night, a client, um, they're no longer a client. And this happens, I mean, 26 years now we've been in business <clears throat> and yeah, of course you get instances where you just weren't able to help. Unfortunately, our track record's excellent, but it happens. And this particular one, um, we redid their website all to the specs we would do on any other website that have done that exceeded well for us. Uh, Everything about it seemed perfect. They were ranking, but they weren't getting leads. We went through the site, couldn't figure out anything was wrong. We checked the forums, we checked everything. I, I just, it was, I, I just didn't know what to say. I mean, you feel like you have to go and walk into their office and take over their computer and, and look at everything. I don't know. There was just something wrong and we had no idea what it was. They switched, they got to a new company and somehow everything was fixed. I had techs that have been doing it for years, working on websites for years, try to figure that out. No one had a clue what was wrong. Everything worked. I guess sometimes, I don't know, sometimes Google seems like a black box. I mean, yes, it looked like it was ranking. Maybe there's something that we, we couldn't see. So that other company looked really good. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminds me of back in my college days when we did some programming. I can't program worth beans now, but did some programming. If you have like a comma in the wrong spot, everything breaks. Yeah. I, there was, there was a comma somewhere. <laughs> you know, there's that little comma that nobody could find or some little bug or something, maybe. Um, yeah. It's, it's so frustrating when that sort of thing happens and they just go crazy. Well, we went above and beyond and still couldn't get it going, done. So I'm, I'm glad they found someone to help them out. Uh, wish them the absolute best. All right. We've got a couple more minutes left here and we can answer a question from Connie <laughs> on Shopify. I, I guess he says I'm on Shopify. And I noticed that since I migrated to a new theme that when you do a brand search, I guess he's saying for me that Google no longer shows my homepage, but a different page in the search result. What is the best way to fix this? All right. So what I'm gathering is just to simplify it. His homepage is not showing up. Another page is showing up after he did this big migration. And I think he put down some good tips here. So why don't you run them? Yeah, it, it's tough to know for sure without knowing what the website is and all those other particulars. But this is where I would start. Um, first, I would check, is your homepage still indexable? You know, make sure there are no blocks in the robots meta or robots.txt. Um, switching to a new theme on Shopify shouldn't block your homepage. But again, check that because you never know. I don't know what the new theme is like. Maybe you've just told Google don't index us anymore. So they picked another page. 
Um, make sure your the URL for your homepage is the same. Again, this shouldn't happen, but it could. Um, for example, did Shopify suddenly add, you know, example.com slash index or slash home or slash whatever. And now that page has to become indexed and your old homepage doesn't exist anymore. Again, unlikely, but check it. It could happen. And that could cause Google to then rank a different page for all your brand searches. Um, and then I would also ask, uh, did any of your comp your content on your old homepage change? Maybe previous to the switch, it was really brand heavy, lots of mentions of your brand. And now it isn't like maybe in your title tags, maybe they just say home now, whereas they used to say your brand name. And, and now I don't know, maybe it's your contact page. Yeah, maybe your contact page is ranking because you've got your brand name on it. Um, if everything is exactly, exactly the same, but your well, I guess it wouldn't be because your theme is different, but if all the content is exactly the same and nothing's blocked, it's a bit of a mystery. So I would ask, and I'll put this in Facebook if you don't uh, hear this, is to just let me know the URL or private message me. And I'll take a quick peek because I'm actually, you know, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious why this would happen. And typically when things like this happen, it is one of the things I said above and, yeah. or it's something obvious, but maybe not. And um, it's hard to answer that without seeing the website and actually knowing what I'm supposed to be looking for. But I, I hope that helps in some way. In yeah, Ross says other stuff. I'd be interested to hear what happens there, Connie. Um, it's, um, we love those little puzzles. Uh, for the most part, out of the example I shared before, uh, we figure them out pretty quickly. And uh, it's always, I don't know, it feels good to help out. So if there's a way we can, let us know. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook, just like Connie did. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 